Good morning. This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Hill, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're going to be on page 27 of Life After Grief, Choosing the Path to Healing by Rebecca Hayford Baller. Lesson. Three Stages of Grief. I think I expected grief to be a long hike through waist-deep mud. Rather, I found it was more like standing waist-deep in the water at the beach in a heavy surge. The assault was constant, but it came in waves. And like waves, they varied in their intensity. Sometimes I was standing in the ocean and seeing a wave on its way, could brace for it. Other times it was like having my back to a tsunami, and all the sun being smashed flat and drowning. As time went by, the waves progressively got smaller. In other words, there were more tsunamis at the beginning. A year or so in, they were fewer and less forceful. After five years, I felt like I was standing on the shore with the waves lapping at my feet. The loss and the recognition of how it has altered my life never completely leaves. I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. The loss event did change life and it did change me. A decade later, I still think of Scott every day. The difference is that now those thoughts generally come not with weeping, but rather with thanksgiving for the decades the Lord allowed him to be in my life. You know, this is true with the the loss of my husband. This is true with the loss of my husband. Um, Mark died, like, on September the 2nd, 2021. So it's been... Tomorrow will be a year and seven months, I believe. Eight. I can't keep track. I believe it's a year and eight months tomorrow. But um, I'm still waiting for him to come home. I always, I know that sounds so strange. Because I know he's not. I know he can't. I know he's in the, I know his body is in the grave. And I really wouldn't want him to. <laughs> If he came back now, after this length of time, he wouldn't have a job. He wouldn't have, you know, just think about that. All that stuff has changed. Life has changed so drastically since he's been gone. And, um, but yeah, I guess my biggest fear is I don't want to forget him. I don't want to get so busy about doing other things that I forget him. And I, but I won't forget him. I won't. I am who I am because of him I'm I don't know I don't know who you're grieving over all of us have lost we all have lost somebody and um, it's horrible it's a horrible thing to go through in through our way of thinking but see all my um, Sunday devotionals I've been working about something totally I've been talking about how we need to start seeing things from heaven's point of view and that applies that applies in my day-to-day life as well um, my husband, um, he, he had, he had said that he was asking God, he's praying, he said, Lisa, I know you're going to be mad, but I've been praying that if God's not going to heal me, he'll just go ahead and take me. My husband was to a point in his life that he had a lot of health issues, had a lot of different things going on in his life, and just kept on trying to do the, the, things he had to do um his trash route that he had got his business he kept trying to do that and it was taking him longer and longer to get get it done because 
he didn't have the strength and the energy that he had before, and his knees were giving him such troubles. He was really bowed down under a whole lot of situations in his life, and it was caving in. Life was caving in around him, and he cried. He cried out to the Lord. The Bible says the righteous cry, and the Lord hears them and delivers them out of all their troubles. All the things that he was dealing with me was instantly gone the moment that he stepped over into glory. The moment that he left his body and had it got free of all, all his troubles behind him. If we can start seeing things from that viewpoint, heaven's viewpoint, heaven's point of view, and um, it is true. At this woman, she said that five years in. See, I'm not even two years in. And every day, my husband is with me every day. And my thoughts, I still talk to him. I say, honey, you know. And I, I can answer for him because isn't that what we do for our spouses in real life? We know pretty much what they're going to say. We know pretty much what they're thinking. Not always. Sometimes they catch us off guard. Sometimes we'd be totally wrong. But for the most part, I know I we did have conversations like this. I say, honey, I miss you. I say, Mark, I miss you. He says, I miss you too, Lisa. Because he's gone all the time. He was gone so much. And, um, you know, it just, <laughs> I have to remember those kind of things. But I do have his cards. I have a lot of his cards. In fact, I, I've got boxes of stuff to go through still. I'll find things indefinitely. Indefinitely, because I haven't taken my time to sit down and go through stuff. But it's t- it's time for me to start getting my house in order, getting things organized. So hopefully, as I'm going through things, I'll find stuff. And I was telling the girls, I said, I wish I kept track of all the different anniversaries we went on, where we went every year. And um, I don't. I mean, I, I'd have to. Hopefully, I can find some different things and piece some of it together. I may not be able to find all 38 um, anniversaries um, that we had together. This year would be our 40th. July the 23rd of this year would have been our 40th. And oh, I wanted so bad for us to have 50 years together. And we will, but not, you know, I mean, <laughs> with him gone. But um, before he died, I kept saying this. I was going through the house. I'm serious. I kept saying, What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And my husband is like, why do you keep saying that? I said, I don't know. And I was, you know, I said, you know, he's an accuser of the brother and thinking that there was, you know, <laughs> I don't even want to go and go there. I was having some questions about something that was going that I thought was going on, perceived something that the devil, see the devil put in my mind. But in my spirit, you know, I was feeling what God is joined together, let no man put asunder. And that has sustained me because I've prayed many times since I, I said, not not my husband, not me, not the devil, and not God. I know te- technically God, what he joins, he, he can, he can, but it says, you know, there was three in our marriage. There was me, Mark, and God. And even though God took my husband, Mark got him, he still, there's that bond. This is my way of thinking. I know this doesn't apply to everybody. I know a lot of times, until uh, death do us part, what a lot of people say. But for me, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Not even death. Not even death. I need that. I need my husband every day. I need him. I need that love. 
And he said, Lisa, the day I met you, I have found the one whom my soul loves. You complete me and make me a better person. I was a little late to be your first, but I want all of my last to be with you. There is no pretending I love you and I will love you until I die. And if there is life after that, I'll love you then. I love you forever and always, love Mark. And he gave that to me on my birthday, um, the year before he died. My last birthday that we were together. He gave that to me, and so I got it on my wall here, along with the wooden plaque of our marriage. He, um, After my father-in-law died, he got a, a little plaque of his mom and dad, uh, a wood a wood plaque for uh, his mom and dad's wedding for them and so he said he went ahead and got us one two of ours and I'm glad he did because there's that beautiful picture of us on the wall and just little things like that little mementos little keepsakes that um you know keep him near and dear to me and that's what that's what helps me through the first stage anyway of my grief and I think it's sustained me um like waves, many talk about the stages of grief. Typically, these stages will be presented as denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. Well, that's I might still be in the denial stage. I'm not sure, but um, I've dealt with all these stages on my journey. Though I found that there is no set time frame or order of them. There are even a couple of them that I I may have dealt with more than once. I once heard someone scoff at these stages saying, how can you deny that someone is dead? Admittedly, it is hard to deny that someone has died, but you can deny that life has changed. But you can deny that life has changed. You can pretend that everything is the same in a desperate attempt to avoid acknowledging the reality of your loss. Why do you think that people try, for example, to keep all the family celebrations exactly the same as mom did them, even though mom has been gone for years? Why do you think that people don't change someone's office or redecorate or change the letterhead? Why do you think God had to remind Joshua that Moses was dead? Joshua 1 and 2. Because his desire to keep everything the same has always been true of him, humankind. None of us like to face loss or change. Well, yeah, I'm definitely in that stage. Because I still got my husband's name on the title, on our checks, our checking accounts. I don't want to take his name off. And when a piece of mail comes that's addressed to both of us, to Mr. and Mrs. Peter, I keep that. I keep that. I just like to see our names together on stuff. I guess I'm still very much in denial. I don't want it to change. I know he's not coming home. I know he's dead. And not, not everything's the same. But I know the things that we did do together, the things that he made possible for us to do together, um, our ministry this, Il- this Edwin Elder Library, these books that he bought. I don't see myself getting rid of the books, even though there's some of them I probably, I may never read them, but I don't know. I have, I have grandchildren. They might want to read them someday. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm a hoarder anyway. Well, we all know I'm a hoarder to begin with. But, um, yeah, it's just really hard. I guess don't, if you don't have to change things, keep things the same as can as, until you have to change. There'll come a day. There'll come a day that our contract will run out on our phones and I'll have to do something. But right now, I'm still living on the contract that he got for us. Um, the auto the auto deductions, the billings and stuff on our joint account. Still living on that. And I, until, until I have to. Until I have to change some of those things. Oh, Lord, help us. Um, so grief is hard. But we're not alone in this. 
the Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is our constant companion. And we all, we all have grief. We all have situations. And I had hang-ups before. I got hang-ups now. (laughs) I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. But the Lord can help us. He can help us. And I hope that when the world looks at me, they see Jesus. I may have to, I may have to, um, do some more soul searching. Say, Lord, what is the reason? Why am I hanging on to some of this stuff? But, um, anyway, let's keep pointing others to the cross. That's the main thing. And let's just hand in hand, let's hand in hand make it to the promised land with Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you.